Hello again and welcome to the Les Represent podcast where we interview wonderful individuals that are female identifying queer and of marginalized genders about their stories, their experiences, their projects, and just to get to know someone from our beautiful community because who better represents you than you? Uh, a bit of an update before we start. Uh, we now have a Patreon. Yay! This will help us cover the cost of the show and help us hopefully get started a nice little monthly giveaway with goodies by our lovely creators in the queer community. Uh, we definitely want to pay and support them for this. So, you know, for as low as a dollar a month, you can get access to bloopers, eruptions, as some would call them, conversations that didn't make it into the episode, um, even some early access to some episodes whenever I can get around to uploading them. Uh, and of course, if there's anything else you guys would be interested in, feel free to email us at lesrepresentpodcast.yahoo.com and DM us on Twitter. And if you have a story or a project or even just something you want to talk about, just something, a burning desire that you feel like is not being talked about enough, feel free to DM us and we can see if we can get you a spot on here. And now, without further ado, let us get to our lovely guest. I am super, super excited to be talking to them today, and I'm just going to let them introduce themselves. Yay! Yay. We're happy to be here. Thank you so much for having us. I'm going to get Shar to introduce us um, because she's better at it than I am. Oh, come on. (laughs) I think we, well, sure, I'll start, but you got to jump in. Char, this, this, this is the introduction. Char is the one that's good at talking about our podcasts. That's that's me describing Char. <laughs> she really does have it down to like a T. Like every time she says it, I'm like, did she record this? No, she's got this. Yeah. Oh, God, now there's so much pressure. I'll, I'm going to fumble. I mean, like small tangent, speaking of which, like I can now look at the waveform of Char saying the intro and recognize that that's the intro because it's nearly identical every single time. <laughs> that's a next level professionalism right there. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Well, I'm Shar. Um, I created the podcast Drinking and Screaming, which is a queer and feminist podcast about horror movies and cocktails. And I created it with my lovely partner in love and podcasting. I help. I'm Kelly. <laughs> I'm the one that talks into the microphones and, and, and then edits and... That's about it. That's what I do. I always find it funny because they say that they are the one that doesn't really do any of the work besides editing and that I do everything else. But in my mind, editing is very crazy and lots of work. I mean, it, it, like, it, uh, it takes me like five hours to edit, but then also I think it's because it's something I understand. So for me, it's easier to just sit there for five hours editing away. It's talking to people and telling people to listen to our podcast that seems like the hard and impossible task oh, <laughs> so Shar's really the one that i think is doing the, the bulk of the work <laughs> i feel you as someone who has to do both sides of that i feel you <laughs> it's so difficult and the imposter yeah. syndrome is so real oh man yeah we deal with that on a regular basis oh yeah i also run a youtube channel which is more me doing both of them and like i get the impression that neither of them are being done at 100 percent just because it's just me yeah. Oh man, now I'm sad. No. <laughs> you should talk about your YouTube channel a little bit. Oh yeah, I also host uh or I also run a YouTube channel called Super Hopped Up that's um gaming and let's play gaming stuff. Yeah. I, I have always wondered what Super Hopped Up was cuz you guys always mentioned the discourse and I'm just like what is 
that exactly. And I just that's a I've good never, sign that I've I'm bad at looked it marketing. <laughs> we'll uh, tell people what it is. I mean, that's it. It's a I I kind of I want to say grew up, but I was like 20 when I started watching Let's Play channels. And this is what's my, a Let's Play if people don't know. Let's Play is watching um, somebody play a game while they do commentary. Usually funny, but sometimes doesn't need to be and informative. But uh, my like real talk thing is the reason why I started it was because um, I was going through like hella depression when I started watching Let's Plays and feeling like I had friends talking to me while I was going through depression that were also into video games really helped me. So I started my own channel to do kind of the same thing and hope that other people who were like me will find that solidarity. And it's been growing. Yeah. That is that is it. I feel like that's why a lot of us come to podcasts is because we feel a need for something and we're like, well, if no one's going to fill it, I'm going to fill it. Yeah, it's me. I can do that thing. And it totally does give you that sense of camaraderie, like of listening to someone talk in your ears, like while you're doing whatever you are doing in your everyday life, like driving to work or washing the dishes yeah. or whatever. It's so personal. So it's interesting how... In podcasting and in Let's Playing, it's so personal, yeah, yet so... very intimate. Yeah, it's so intimate. And it's hard to find people that you want to let into your ears that you actually like. Oh my gosh, it's <laughs> it's been it's been a beautiful, scary adventure, because not everything really hits that mark, and sometimes you want to sit down and be like, what made them want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> But now I'm, I almost think I should market that more, my like intention for doing it. But again, that, that seems like a lot of work. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, you do you. Let us <laughs> let us get into what we came here for, and then we'll definitely circle back to that. Just nice. because if we start with no structure, man, we will go and go and go. It'll go <laughs> crazy. I'm yeah. here for it. I don't know who will listen to it, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. Kelly, sure. To start off the podcast and to say the question that I really love hearing from people, because honestly, it really tells a lot about how someone grew up and the world around them to hear how they became aware of something that was, quote unquote, outside of the norm. Okay. I can't believe it's still (laughs) considered outside the norm. Can you believe that? Yeah, Uh, it's almost (laughs) like just the go-to phrase now, even though I feel like, I, I mean, my... In my heart, I hope that it's no longer outside of the norm, but that seems to be like the go-to phrase for it. Oh, God, if I hear one more person call it a lifestyle. Anyway, <laughs> it's such an outdated phrase. But <clears throat> when was the first time that you became aware of queer, gay, lesbian, whatever it is, that is not straight? Like, when did you become aware of, of that anything other than straight even existed? Hmm. I like that you ask aware because I definitely like cartoons would have like the token gay character. So I think like I would see that, but I grew up in like a really small town. Like I don't actually think there was anybody out in my town, um, especially when I was a kid. Uh, So I had to think about this, but I think literally the first time that I became like cognizantly aware, that's probably the word of the existence of a gay person was in high school when there was literally like the token gay guy. Um, 
And of course, since I grew up in like a small town with um, kind of shitty values, I immediately started making fun of him, which is one of those things that I look back now and I'm like, man, I was just an awful, awful person. Man, we we all do that. We We literally all do that until we accept it within ourselves we can't all be like those kids on the disney channel that are like that's not right and just yeah. be the hero of our own let's story. sing about it gosh <laughs> i wish i was that cool <laughs> oh man kids in middle school singing about protecting their gay friend that that happens <laughs> oh my gosh so so quick quick question before we we go on to char what cartoons were you watching because i'm like I, I, i'm like boggling my brain trying to think about what cartoons had gay people in them i feel like it was i don't know again this is me maybe projecting that it existed but i think it was a lot of like canadian cartoons oh, back in the shucks. day would have yeah yeah sorry <laughs> yeah i should have warned everyone that you guys were canadian oh yeah <laughs> you can't a. tell from our very strong canadian accents a. <laughs> um but like i I'm a ma- have you ever heard of a cartoon called Angela Anaconda? Yes. Yeah. I want to say there was like the token gay character in that. But again, I might just be like placing a character in there because I want to imagine that I saw gay characters growing up. But uh, there has to be like somewhere in like Batman or Gargoyles or fucking Darkwing Duck or Tailspin. There has to be like one character in every season, right? That's just like yeah. the gay character that shows up. Well, yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot of queer coding in cartoon yeah. characters. I mean, mm-hmm. like I thought you were going to tell me, oh, Bugs Bunny, because like, haha, he dresses like a girl, yeah. um, which is not really funny. I never got those jokes. Like I've ne- like I should have known that I was gay because I watched. I would watch that, and I would not understand why it was so funny. Yeah, and there's like, yeah, like Scooby Doo would do that too, where like they would dress up Scooby in a dress in the movie, the live. They action. do that in the yeah, yeah. the live action film. I mean, I mean, that makes sense because where are you gonna hide his tail? Like that's just what I thought. Like I didn't <laughs> like. Yeah, where's the tail gonna go? <laughs> My first question was, wait, women have tails? <laughs> Oh yeah, this is my aunt. You, her tail. Uh, right. But uh, no, yeah, definitely. I think like the um, just the oh, this is a queer joke because it's yeah, a boy dressing up in a dress. That's funny. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think th- like I'm not saying that there were good queer representations in cartoons oh, that I true, oh true. oh I just remembered it. Okay, uh-huh. I just remembered. I wasn't aware that this was queer at the time, but I used to love, there's a cartoon called Cyber Six. Um, Cyber Six. And it's about a female superhero who during the day uh, disguises herself as a male teacher. Um, and what? like, it's it's actually like a really good uh, representation now and didn't have like awful queer coding or anything like that. Um, and I think that was the first time that I remember like feeling really connected to a character but not being aware why when, at all. I need to look this up. When was this? Cyber Six? Uh, I want to say like... 90s Something like that. It was originally, I believe, a Spanish comic that was uh, adapted by... Uh, can, I think it was like a... I want to say Montreal did it. Um, Cyber Six is an Argentine comic book Argentine. series published in 1991. 
Um, the year I was born. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this looks like some Carmen San Diego shit, but it is yeah, not. Yeah, it does. It's so rad. And the the main villain, I think, is like a child that's a clone of Hitler or something like that. Oh, it's a uh, Japanese character. Yeah, this show was not in America. I did not know anything about oh, it's, this. It's so rad. I would watch it if I were you. And I think it's really short because I, I don't think they adapted everything. I mean, the the closest thing I had was like Sailor Moon and Haha, their cousins, which did not make that any better. <laughs> did not make that any better because, like, I don't know, whatever. It's it's a weird it's a weird move when you would rather it look incesty than gay. Like it's a yeah, really, yeah. and even then it's incesty and gay. Like they didn't yeah, they didn't win that. <laughs> no, that's why they're so touchy feely because they're family. They're not attracted to each other. They just like hugging and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I also watched like Cardcaptor Sakura, but I don't think that there is any gay characters in it. Like, I didn't, I didn't grow up liking Dragon Ball Z. I it, liked watching Cardcaptor Sakura because it was fucking rad. It's it's hard when they like dub things and they make it they make it different. Like, like the biggest thing that I like the biggest re- revelation to me was when I was like re- getting really into Sailor Moon as an adult sue me i don't care um (laughs) and i I found out that they actually completely changed a character from male to female to make their relationship look not gay like uh zoocyte Uh... in the first series like she i thought she was a woman she was apparently a very flamboyant gay man (laughs) and i was like what and it's it really it really blew my mind and i was like what else changed and oh my gosh they like butchered an entire season and like took out so many things like there are complete episodes where they just kind of the, like gay character central episodes that they didn't even air they were like we can't we can't even dub this to change this we just gotta go so um, bad i think that happens a lot with uh anime because like i don't know i was one of those people when i watched anime i didn't realize that it was i just thought it was like a different art style yeah i had no same. idea what japan was honestly i don't think <laughs> i knew what japan was um so yeah, I wouldn't even be aware that they changed anything at the time. Oh gosh, I know. the things the things we learn as an adult that like childhood will never be the same. No. Uh, in a, <laughs> in sometimes a good way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but sorry, we got we got off on a tangent. Shar, please tell us of your experience. Yes. Uh, I grew up in a small, well, not a small town, like the suburbs of a Montreal area in Quebec. And, uh, my family was very, well, we're all white. We're all straight, uh, of my immediate family. And I'm the youngest of three kids. And I used to think that my family was the most woke, uh, white family, like a straight cis white family could be growing up in it and I was very very proud of my family um and that's not to shit on them now I'm I've definitely grown since moving away from home um but I would say I think just the general concept and really understanding the concept of gay or queer I would say was probably leaving elementary school so around 10 years old but I never really thought about the concept I was like oh yeah there are gay people and there are straight people and that's like the only two binary thing Mm -hmm. uh, of that concept um but since I've went to college or sejep as we call it (laughs) (laughs) um and like really got a chance to 
figure out life and who I am and how I feel and think on my own has really helped. And uh, I think also going to a musical theater school probably helped you (laughs) (laughs) introduce you to a lot of different guys. Yeah. Um, But I really think that most of actually deep, deep understanding has come through being uh, in a relationship with Kelly. Wink. Because I'm a a straight woman. Um, So it was really uh, interesting to have that really, really open my mind, which was great. So, yeah. I don't know. Ten, age 10, but also age 21. (laughs) Yeah. I do think that that's like, like, that's normal for everything. Like continuing to learn and always like looking to yesterday and being like, man, I didn't know shit all yesterday, but I know everything now. And then tomorrow you learn more. And I think there's never a time where you're like an expert at understanding a thing that you aren't involved in, I guess. How's that sound? Does that sound good yes. and smart? Yes. You are, I, yeah. Did I sound really smart? More eloquent than <laughs> what I was trying to say. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, I don't know. They say walk, walk a mile in someone else's shoes. But let's be real. You don't fit into those shoes. So your experience is limited. And the best you can do is really just fucking listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just try, try to grab that experience and try, just try is honestly all we can really ask of people is to try. I'm sure there's someone on Twitter that's just ready to add me about how we're <laughs> supposed to sympathize with people, and I welcome it because I'm welcome to new ideas. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the day when we stop being welcome to new ideas that we really just are a disservice to the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, it's always not- embarrassing to think of where I came from. I feel so <laughs> bad about it. Kelly, why don't you tell us about your experience, like, coming out and coming to terms with that okay um i so i keep having troubles thinking of which year it was because i don't i think i'm bad at that or something but i specifically remember that there was a summer of like three months that i call my like uh indie movie summer (laughs) because it was like i met these three new friends and for like three months we just did nothing but hang out with each other did did all those like classic indie movie scenes. I'm pretty sure at some point we like walked down a uh, railroad while the <laughs> sun was going down or something. Walking your bikes, you yeah. know. Yeah. Just just imagine just like the acoustics playing throughout that entire summer. Um and we, it was like the first friend group that I had that was like diverse in the sense that like I didn't really hang out with um like women at all when I grew up. Um I again I mostly hung out with straight people that I knew of and uh it was just this like intense summer of like self-discovery, I guess. Um, And we never even slept together. We just were very close. Um, And I think like at some point during that summer, I realized that I wasn't straight, but like the definition of like gay or straight or anything like that didn't really make, like I didn't feel personally that it applied to me. So I actually like Googled, different terms and stuff and like did research as to like what's going on with me and I landed on like pansexual and I was like yeah that seems about right perfect um so once I sort of like explored that for a while um I the first person I called was oh no the first person I told was that group of friends and they were like yeah that seems about right cool (laughs) um and then the first like family member I came out to was my mom 
and her like immediate response was worry in the sense that like she being from the town that we were from knows how uh, queer people are treated and knows that like there's usually like people get beaten up for holding their boyfriend's hand and stuff like that. Um, so she was like, she kind of came from like a point of view of like fearing for her child's physical safety and like mental safety and stuff. And less from like, Oh no, my kid is gay. I don't know how to handle this. So I think it was like a really good experience having my mom be supportive, but also (laughs) still trying to protect me. (laughs) I feel like that's the best second when it comes to parent, um, parent reaction to that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she's also very like, she asks questions. Yeah. Because you're, I don't want to speak for you, but like you're one of the only queer people in your whole family, as far as we know. Yeah, there was one other person uh, that was like a family friend's child that came out. Um, and of course, she dealt with like, she still lived there, so she had to deal with it on a day-to-day basis. Uh, luckily, she's in college now, so... And in, in a city, so hopefully it's a lot better. I don't know. I never went to college. I don't know how bad <laughs> it is. Um, but uh, but yeah, my mom is very good at like acknowledging that she's not well informed and asking questions. Like you said, um, there are definitely people in my family who aren't like that and have their like hard and fast opinions about stuff. Oh god. Uh, yeah, but I haven't actually come out to them. I'm sure they probably have an inkling because um, our family like spreads rumors and stuff like that all the time but i have no uh i don't feel like i need to tell them i feel like if i know that how they're gonna respond um i don't they don't deserve it i guess is kind of how i feel you go you (laughs) yeah because i'm just imagining some second cousin going like i bet he's gay i bet they don't even sleep together yeah which is fine for me i don't care i don't think about them ever so why should exactly. I think why should I give them that <laughs> um I have come out to my aunt who uh did like the oh that seems correct I get a lot of like <laughs> the yeah that, that seems, seems right. <laughs> that seems right which I don't know I never really knew how to feel about that I'm like I guess I've just been living my truth forever but I've just never put a label on it I guess You know, I feel like people are like, I feel like particularly straight people, God, somebody correct me, um, that sometimes they'll just look at something that's outside of the the whole binary norm that they see. And they're just kind of like, oh, they're living an alternative lifestyle. I bet they're gay. (laughs) <laughs> like on some level they're just like that like because that would make sense to them they're like of course you're like this you're like you're like gay right like they yeah. don't even like they don't even try to imagine like i've talked to straight like the whole the whole when a man takes care of himself that must mean he's metrosexual yeah what, oh what my does god that word what is even that mean I, yeah like I, I forgot about that word for the longest time. And then like two years ago, I was like, oh my God, we used to just call people, call guys that lived in the city metrosexual because they dressed nice. Like, can what you, is can you that? imagine? Like, I can't, I'm, I'm, I can't imagine being a dude. And it's like, you have two options. You, you bathe or you don't bathe. And your entire personality is like, depending on whether you do these two very fundamental <laughs> things. And I'm just like, I don't. <laughs> Hey guys, is watching your face gay? (laughs) Oh, God. I guess it also, like, from the other angle, too, is, like, uh, especially 
from my small neck of the woods, it was like if a woman didn't look well put together, she was probably a lesbian. Like if she if she was out of shape or like worse, if she was fit, like if she was had muscles, she was probably a lesbian. Short hair, like yeah. Yeah, just the whole stereotype. And it's like or she likes feeling strong or doesn't care about bathing. Like you can or have she a sexuality a man. and <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like here I've been looking for the wrong signs, you guys. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta find them smelly ladies. They're probably lesbians. <laughs> yeah and especially like i think it did help moving um moving to the city at like a formative year of mine like i moved here when i was 18 uh i lived with my dad who i had terrible relationship with um so i did just like seek out the comfort of friends and those friends just happened to be like extremely more woke than my family um so i had like the i've never felt at risk exploring my sexuality or my gender identity, which I think is a huge privilege for me. Like, I've never felt like I'm in danger for coming out to anyone or, like, even suggesting coming out to somebody. Um, so I feel, like, extremely blessed that I can... I've had the friend group that I have to just explore myself and figure my shit out without feeling in danger. That's awesome. Yeah. Took the, yeah. Words, took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> now, I'd like to hear more about your two twos twos. Yes, that is a word. Our, our twos relationships. <laughs> your, your twos, <laughs> both of y'all's relationship. <laughs> um, and I'd actually like to hear it from Shar's point of view. Ooh. How was it when? Well, if you want to share this story, I mean, I don't. If it's oh, particularly for personal sure. for you too. I love free. this story. It's like <laughs> my life. So yeah. <laughs> um. I, is it uh, before I go into the story? Is it offensive to say the we we were like lesbians for moving in so fast? I don't know. How do you feel about the term U-Haul lesbian? Oh my fucking god! <laughs> Actually, it's it's kind of accurate. Like I am <laughs> I am finally I'm finally in a place in my life where I've decided to take it slow with somebody, and I'm constantly being like, are we are we friends? Or are we not? And now oh, I can no. see why lesbians shack up so quickly. So there's no fucking questioning, period. There's just, okay, okay we're together. Great. So then, yeah, I'm going to go for it with that part of the story. So uh, we met on Tinder, which is something that both of our families question immediately, which is like the only time I've ever really experienced like a stigma almost because Tinder's like the hookup app or oh, whatever. Yeah. And uh, but Kelly and I were both very forward about what we were wanting from the app. And like I was looking for an actual relationship. Um, they could speak for themselves. We were very we were very PG. Yeah, we were <laughs> we were a proper, proper cordial couple. But uh, it's funny because we started the podcast talking about Pokemon because that was Kelly's first thing. He was like, what Pokemon Go team are you on? Fuck yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> best pickup line oh, for anyone yeah. out there <laughs> well it worked we started talking and you were very open with me like you were like just so you know like I've been with guys before and like 
is that uh, okay or whatever? And I flat out was like, yeah, I don't mind. Um, and I did you really remember. mind? Now was the time to say it. <laughs> yeah, it's right away, and I think that's great. And no, did you really? She asked if you really minded. Oh, <laughs> and you're so enthusiastically we like, yeah, I did. <laughs> did I really mind? No, not at all. But so, I was so uh, focused on the next point of the story, which was that you had said that other women that you told were upset about that and it was like an issue with you on tinder so i felt really bad about that but uh yeah for me it, it made no uh difference at all although you were the first as far as i know queer person that i've ever been in a relationship with and we just spent like four days talking 24 slash four i guess <laughs> not 24 7 but yeah we talked 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 so much on that app uh, and our first date was probably a bad choice in safety regards, but I went to Kelly's apartment and we watched Stranger Things. Heck yeah. <laughs> and it was awesome. I spent the night, but we did not have sex. No. I'm very clear on I this. I am a lady. I don't judge you if you did. I don't <laughs> we, judge. We only kissed a little bit and then... <laughs> Then I had to leave really early in the morning to go watch Suicide Squad with my friends. <laughs> but they let me stay in their apartment, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, and then we basically were the U-Haul lesbian stereotype of like not never leaving each other's side. I moved in like a month later. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just been smooth sailing ever since. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it really helps that uh, she lived several bus stops away. So I was like, ah, you should just live here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and it has been really, really amazing. It's the best relationship I've ever been in. Yeah. And yeah, Kelly's so supportive of everything. Uh, I'm a rape survivor, which was like a huge uh like issue in my life and in my mental well-being but Kelly's very supportive of dealing with that journey and everything that comes with it and I just feel like we're very good at communicating mm -hmm. anytime like a problem comes up we're we don't like let it fester until a month later we use it as like ammunition in an argument or something like that yeah just bring it up when something bothers you and then it can go away like yeah. we'll deal with it in the moment it's good mm-hmm Oh, that's precious. <laughs> <laughs> I do love gushing about it because I I still feel really gooey inside and I don't think that's ever going to go away. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. I hope it stays. I hope it stays for a long time. I hope you two turn into those old couples that you see doing really cute, bizarre things like pushing <laughs> each other in shopping carts. Yes. yes. We As will if do they're that. not about to break a hip, <laughs> like, go for it. I hope you become that couple. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Plus, we have a child now, so... Oh, yeah, we got Buddy. Yeah, Buddy is our, our fur child, and we can never abandon him. <laughs> I love your fur child, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. He's, he's very handsome. He's licking his penis as we speak. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I got to bleep out the P word, you guys. I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's something I should have asked. I'm joking. Yeah. I'm literally joking. I'm yeah. making fun of the fact that this is a queer lady podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we should talk about your podcast and how you guys started your podcast. Sure. I mean, that kind of goes, it kind of segues with our relationship. Oh, yeah. Did you say, yes. oh, no? Oh, no, I said, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. About to record a fight here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
but Kelly is the one that uh, you had podcasts before. I heard your voice through a podcast before I even met you. Yeah, our group of friends is very weird because like most of our partners heard us talking on a podcast before hearing us in person. Uh, it's that oh deep connection, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't think I don't know if I should tell this story because it's not mine. Um, yeah, I'll tell it. Whatever. Uh, one of our uh, co-hosts uh, went on a date with a girl told her about the podcast it just didn't work out they never uh continued on but then another one of our co-hosts started dating someone um and they went on a few dates and then he was he's like kind of more embarrassed by the podcast i think so after like the third or fourth date he's like yeah i'm on this podcast and she was like what and it was the same podcast and she's like oh no because it was the same woman and (laughs) now they're dating for a long time but we always thought it was funny that like she went on a date with two people from the podcast and oh wasn't God. even aware of it yeah are they still together they yeah. are yeah yeah they moved away to whitehorse which is like the great great north yeah uh but they still are on the show and everything which is fun That's... which now everyone's remoting so it mm-hmm. worked out for the best yeah because of covid That's kind of hilarious um but yeah so i'd been uh i think i'd been podcasting for like a year before Shar and i started dating um and then like when we started dating, I was actually working for a company that I helped start where we were specifically trying to quote unquote fix podcasting, which to this day, I don't know what the fuck we meant. Um, uh, <laughs> I was about to question. I'd be like, how were, what are you fixing exactly? Cause if you're <laughs> fixing the mic popping, I would love to speak to you afterward. <laughs> uh, like we were trying to fix like discoverability and stuff. It was a, it seems like it was a lifetime away. Um, but uh, yeah, and then Shar and I started dating. Uh, I was also, was I doing Good Enough to Air as well? Yeah. yeah. So I actually had two podcasts. I was doing another one about, um, we would watch like TV shows that were canceled within like the first season. Uh, and that was with another Ooh. friend of mine um, in Alberta. So I was just, I'd been podcasting a bunch. And then Shar came on to Good Enough to Air uh, when we started dating for realsies. Woo! So, you know, like a week and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and then I feel like it was, I feel like you always wanted to do something, but just wasn't too sure what. Yeah, I wanted, I loved the idea of podcasting and I'm an actor. So uh, performing in front of a microphone or an, on a stage or in front of a camera, it's all the same. It gives me that rush. <laughs> but um, I didn't, I had like huge imposter syndrome of like, I can't start a podcast on my own. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um And I mentioned horror movies to Kelly a lot. Like, if I ever did a podcast, it would be about horror movies and how much uh, I love them, especially because in podcasting, it's mostly men. And especially when you go into the horror movie genre, uh, it's really, really male-dominated. And I wanted to give a a female perspective on uh, something that I love because I would want to listen to women talk about horror movies more than men talk Mm -hmm. about horror movies. Sorry, guys. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they're making most of them. They can stand to have a little bit of criticism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then eventually, it was like a year ago almost now. We're almost at one year. That's Hell crazy yeah. of drinking and screaming. But uh, I finally decided to just like dive in and go for it. Uh, and you've, Kelly has helped me so much with it. Uh, I just record and edit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then... That's like my baby now. Um, it's amazing to think that it's been a year already 
I probably by the time that this episode comes out, it'll have been a year. Um, it was also incredible because like the other podcasts that I'd been on, um, like we don't really advertise it. Like super hopped up, uh, was originally like started as just the podcast. And it was one of those standard, like we just want to hang out and talk about video games, podcasts. And it's sort of grown into like more of a, um, chat cast. What's the word for like a franchise? Sure. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like a bigger umbrella thing. Uh, but at its core, the podcast is still kind of like just hanging out and talking about video games and news and stuff like that. Uh, so I'd never been on a podcast that like had marketing, had like sponsors, had organization, had really like, um, so like the first season that we did drinking and screaming, Char got like hundreds of dollars of liquor sponsors, like was doing all this advertisement. I was like, oh, this is what a podcast that's like advertised looks like. And it's <laughs> probably been like the most successful thing that I've worked on um, purely because Char is so motivated to do it. But we're like, we're teeny tiny. We got free liquor. That's basically it. We went out of the <laughs> gates extremely fast. What we're doing in the, on the track is, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, to, to be fair, Kelly, that is exactly what I thought when I was hearing you guys. I was like, ah, so this is what an actual podcast <laughs> sounds like. Which is good. Like, I I mean, I, I don't want to uh, toot my own horn, but I really, like, try my best to make everything that I work on sound more professional than it actually is. Oh I figure God, if, you like... You guys' sound quality is beautiful. Aww. Like, one podcaster to another, it's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, please toot that horn. <laughs> <laughs> but like even with the uh, even with the YouTube channel, when we started out, I was already like uh, scrounging money to- together to like hire artists to do branding and stuff for it. And um, I basically like emulated our channel based on what the end result of some of the Let's Play channels that I watched were. Uh, so I don't know. I. I also have imposter syndrome where I'm like, oh, what I do doesn't really matter. But once in a while, I'm like, no, I put in a lot of effort to make the thing that I work on sound and look good. And it does. It looks looks good. It looks looks worthy of those sponsorships. Like, you guys are just like, it's just liquor. But (laughs) (laughs) no one needs to hear that. I mean, also, when you think about it, like, how long did it take them to make that liquor? Because they all brew it, like, there. Mm -hmm. Correct? Yeah, they do. Like that's that's like hours and hours of labor, and they they trust you guys to be able to sell it because you, they think that you're worthy enough to sell it in a way like not to make you guys sound like a capitalism machine <laughs> or anything, but like you, you know like what I'm trying to say is your stuff is worthwhile, and it shows that you love it. Wow. Oh. And that's I think that's a beautiful thing when you can really when you can really hear the passion like every time you guys talk it's like you guys have such great chemistry and you like what you're talking about and all of the energy is there and it's always such a fantastic freaking time like i i never i never listen to an episode and go god they sounded so tired like even when you guys were like even when you guys were sick i was like they're sick what where is this energy coming from do oh, i need man. to buy this booze do i need to order it from canada yes that's like, what it is, is it coming like, yeah <laughs> Oh uh, man! Yeah, well, I really sickness. appreciate that. Oh man, that was like ages of sickness. It never went away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's gone now, which is ironic, but uh, oh, yeah. given <laughs> the state of the world, it's yeah. almost like the stress <sighs> of a nine-to-five job causes people to be sick a lot. Who'd oh have my thunk? god! Whoa! 
Um, so Char also has like a hard idea. and fast rule where we're not allowed to drink any of the sponsor liquor. So it's like constantly just sitting on our shelf taunting me because I'm like, damn, that's good. But also I have to wait until an episode to drink it. That gives you motivation. You're like, we have to do this episode now because that bottle is staring at me. Let's go. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So at what point were you guys like talking about your show, like just putting together your show? And at what point were you like, yes, we want this to be a queer feminist thing instead of just being a drinking and screaming podcast hmm uh, that just didn't pan out it's fine <laughs> yeah i i wish i could like pinpoint where it was part of it for sure was my i'm a very very feminist person and it irks me when especially when women are like i'm not a feminist but and then they'll yeah. say something feminist Why and i'm not? like shut up <laughs> god damn it um but yeah like doing starting the podcast and something that I did when starting it was I did a lot of research of listening to shows that would be similar like other movie podcasts and what they do because I knew that we would need to find something that would make us unique and the first thing I did was oh well we'll make cocktails which this was like way way (laughs) earlier and I was like that'll make us unique we're not just talking about movies we're gonna drink while we do it which is funny because (laughs) super hopped up is also let's talk about video games and review beer (laughs) so I was like really stupid but whatever oh I get the name now I get the name now yeah Yeah. uh so that's how yeah that's how the name spawned and uh, I know she meant super hopped up because it's oh hops, yeah because we're just I mean super both of them both yeah. of them really but <laughs> it all comes together now it's like a giant puzzle I figured it out <laughs> I'm I'm proud of you <laughs> I'm proud of me too yay <laughs> but yeah and then uh I think we just started like skewing more into the feminism as we were going I want to say like um pretty early on like we did Rosemary's Babies and you just full up like researched uh gaslighting like the history of gaslighting and stuff and talked mm-hmm. about it wholeheartedly on the podcast especially th- with like doctors that yeah. whole shit is crazy when about women and doctors and how they're never believed or like their pain level is never taken seriously mm-hmm. i could talk about that forever <laughs> but yeah continue <laughs> um and i think just like i'm always pretty open about like being queer and stuff like that and i think it just like originally the podcast was just a couple talking about horror movies because it was a huge part of our relationship. Um, but after a while, we just realized, like, this is our vehicle. We don't have to censor how much we talk about, like, real things. So we started talking about, like, gaslighting and women, queer representation in, in horror movies, like, uh, all these different things. And we were just like, well, if we're going to lean into it, people who want to listen to this need to know that that's what we're about so they can know that it's, like, a safe space to come um, and talk about it. And we always do like uh, content warnings in the beginning. So if somebody starts listening who's like a fan, but it's a specific subject that they're just not comfortable hearing about, um, they know to leave. And yeah, I think just like the branding and our motivation for doing it just quickly became about like, let's talk about real things and horror movies while getting drunk and <laughs> making dumb jokes. <laughs> I mean, do you guys ever do like... I say this as if I haven't listened to every episode you guys <laughs> ever put out. But, like, do you have it in your mind to do, like, really B-rated crappy horror movies? Because, boy, do I got one that's right up your alley. It's literally a queer horror movie that's 
genuinely awful. I really wouldn't <laughs> recommend it to anyone unless you were going to trash talk it because it's crap. And I can send that to you because I, I forgot what it's called. It's like gay B&B or something. It's literally... Oh, sounds awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> like, the idea is these... This I think it's six. It might have been four. It's kind of... It's it's bad. It's a bad movie. But it's like these, these, these couples are staying at a B&B while they're on their way to Pride and the person inside the B&B... Um, who runs the B&B is actually just luring them there to kill them. Jesus like, it, it literally is an anti- it, Like, it's very, it's very anti-queer, but it makes fun of itself in so many ways, and it's really awful. The episode just writes itself. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> it great. It does. <laughs> All yeah, of it just writes awesome. itself. All of the characters are pretty much horrible, too. You're just like, I'm so ready for you to die. No one is good in this. Like, they had one character that was kind of okay, and then it's like they butchered their own message, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> you, they can all oh, die. Man. I don't care. Well, when we have uh, guests come on the show we always let them choose the movie that they want to talk about so oh, God, i'm just I don't saying know. wink wink i don't, don't want to waste your time oh no <laughs> we, we've watched some pretty bad ones we've watched oh, yeah. bad ones without guests <laughs> and like i don't like i i feel bad because there was one episode where um we talked about it chapter two and like i dug into it so hard because of like the opening scenes and the queer representation in that uh, and we got Ugh, like fan that feedback. That, pardon? I love that episode. I'm sorry. I loved your <laughs> input on that episode. Like that's where it really hit me that you guys did talk about queer and feminist things. Because at first I was just like, well, if it doesn't come up in the movie, how would you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then you just went into it. Like, yes. <laughs> you go get them. I felt um, bad though because we did. We got an email from someone. Um, I think they were queer as well, and they felt like they. They loved that movie, and yeah. it was so near and dear to their heart, and we, like, ripped it to shreds. We held nothing back. Yeah, and I felt bad not because I shit, shit on this movie, but because, like, somebody who enjoyed listening to us had a hard time listening to us because, uh, like, they were feeling, um, like, upset about my opinions on it. Uh, so, like, I want... I'm trying to find, like, an angle where it's, like, this is my opinion and how I think about it, or like this is what research about these subjects are and stuff like that. Uh, trying to leave it open to be like, if you're, if you liked it, that's, that's okay. Fine. Yeah. But here's, here's <laughs> yeah. why I hated it. And it was the worst opening movie of, or opening scene of any horror movie that I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. But that was an extreme case. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, I think it's really important for people to learn that you can love something and it doesn't make you love them less that you have criticism about them. Mm-hmm. And like we yeah. did, uh, mm-hmm. like there's some movies that are just God awful. And the episode has just been Char and I shitting on it. And I think nobody's there to defend. <laughs> no one's there to defend Easter Bunny Kill Kill at this yeah. point. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, sometimes you, you can't defend things, to no. be honest. But I, think, I mean, like, I like killer clowns from outer space. Do I think it's a fantastic movie? Yes. Would I recommend it to other people? No. <laughs> and it's like it's, you know, you can love things but still be like, God, this is kind of a fucking train wreck, you know? Yeah. Just, it's like your nah. guilty movie where you're like, maybe if I don't tell people I like this, I can keep enjoying it and <laughs> no one will make fun of me for it. <laughs> Yes, right there, right there. I think that's a happy medium to think about. I'm just used. I'm used to having movie opinions that people make fun of me for, especially Char. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! 
Silent um, Hill. Kong Skull Island is a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a metaphor about Vietnam War without being too preachy. And there's a scene where uh, a man stands up against a giant monkey holding explosives in his hands. Quick, save us. Ask us our next question. Oh, God. Um, oh, boy. I don't even know what my next question was going to be. <laughs> now you're just thinking about how great Kong Skull Island is. Oh, God. You can opt out if you want to, Char. Like, I won't pressure you to answer this if you do, if you do not want to. Okay. So I won't bully you if you decide that you don't want to answer it, because it, it can be a dangerous question. <laughs> oh, my. I'm pressured, though. <laughs> <laughs> you have to answer. <laughs> I agreed to this. Okay. All right. So, um, well, it's time for our guest-to-guest question, which is where our guest from the last podcast will ask our guests from this one a question without knowing who each other is, and so on and so forth. And your question comes from the Bad Queer podcast, and their question to you is, what is your bad queer opinion? Ooh. <laughs> hmm. Like your opinion that makes you feel like a bad queer, which is why I was like, Shar, you can opt out of this if you'd like. But if you want to share your bad queer opinion, <laughs> I will not stop you. I don't think I have one, but I'm interested to hear what Kelly's is. I have, oh man, I have two, and I don't know which one to pick. Um... Hmm. Okay, I'll let I'll, dealer's choice. You two can decide. Do I go with the more um, personal one or the more mm, possibly controversial one? Well, if you want to, you could do both. And Hot damn put it! In one for sure. <laughs> I didn't say that was an option. Well, it's about getting to know you, so I vote personal. Okay, I'll do the personal one, and then I'll see how I feel after. Uh, so. I used to live on uh, Davie Street, which is like the um, queer community in Vancouver. Uh, and so I would go to like Pride a lot. And I always found that the like overt sexuality that inherently comes with Pride, like just the guys with their junk wiggling about, like all the pasties and, and all that stuff was very exclusive, especially for me where I don't identify as like overly sexual and I always felt like it's I felt like it was important to like acknowledge that the movement is inherently sexual because it's about people's sexual orientation. But I feel like having every representation of that being just jiggly bits popping out everywhere was really hard and like was not approachable for me at all and made it uh, actually kind of difficult to like find other queer people to connect to. Uh, so my my bad queer opinion is just put some fully dressed, you know, business get queers up there during Pride. <laughs> yes, please let me see the book club queers take a Hell spot yeah. in the parade, please. The cozy <laughs> queers. I, I I agree with you because the Pride down here in Dallas, Texas, um, there's always like I always love seeing the drag queers go by, but after the drag queens, it's always the leather daddies. Mm. Oh yeah, which I have nothing against leather daddies, but it just I feel like they're trying to one up each other <laughs> all the time, and I feel like it's a personal thing between them to one up each other. And I'm like, there are people in this audience who don't understand your personal your personal competition with each other. And you know, if this is how you really need to express yourself go for it but i really feel like they're just making a competition out of it and it's like 
put up a flyer to let me know. <laughs> like, warn me that I might actually see someone's penis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, got a sense of that one. Um, but like, <laughs> to everyone, you do you. Yeah. So I, I, that's that's definitely my bad opinion. Is that yeah? I want like the, I want the cozy queers up there. I want like the. The family queer, like I want, I don't know, I I want the representation of like a queer couple who fought to adopt a child and now they're happy and living in the suburbs. I love seeing. Now I'm like, like really curious what it takes to like be a part of the parade and be like, can I just like book a spot for the cozy queers? Like now yeah. I feel like I need to do it. <laughs> that has to happen, like, especially like yeah. asexuality. Like ha- there's, n- I literally have never seen a float for asexuality, and that would be just like two people. Hanging like someone hanging out, reading a book or something, Hell or like yeah. two people in a non-sexual relationship. Like I don't know. I mean, now that I think about floats, I think the only people in our our pride parade that I've ever seen with floats are probably the drag queens. And I'm like, they make that money. They better have a float. Yeah. Like, like, I don't. Why does our parade suck? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's what I'm going to raise money for now is the like, like I'm, I'll call it the cozy queer float, I think, just to fit in. Yeah, I like it. So what will be your question for our next guest? I'm going to let Kelly take this one. All right. I was I had a few written out, but um, I think I'm going to do, uh, mm, not counter, but I'm going to uh, take the emotion in a different direction from that question. And I'm going to say, uh, what's a place or like geographical feature that you've always wanted to visit. So specifically which either like country or just cuz mine I was specifically thinking of like a geographical uh thing that I wanted to visit. So either or, dealer's choice. I've always wanted to go to like um uh, not specifically like the cliffs of Dover, but the idea of just like vast ocean but a huge grassy cliff. And I just want to stand on the edge of it and look out into the ocean because I think that would be lovely and like serene. Where is that? I think I want to say Scotland. That's okay. You could tell me anything. I'd believe (laughs) it's definitely in Scotland. (laughs) I also have this like um, weird fantasy of like living in a uh, small village for a bit. And having like some old lady knit me a wool sweater and me being all like cozy standing on these cliffs looking at at the ocean. It's like your version of the American dream. (laughs) (laughs) The Irish dream. (laughs) Or Scottish. (laughs) Where would you like to go, Shar? I really want to be able to check off on my list being uh, able to see the pyramids. Ooh. Yeah. I've been to South Africa, but that's the only region of Africa that I've been to. And that's basically the most, like, Western part of Africa, like, the most advanced. But, um, yeah, like, seeing the pyramids, it being in Egypt would be really awesome. Wow. We can get cursed by <laughs> finding a mummy. I'm going to need to save oh a God. lot of money before <laughs> we can be cursed by a mummy. But, yes. Oh, yeah. What about you? What about you? Yeah. You know, once this pandemic lifts... Well, tickets are, I'm hoping, are going to be cheap. True. Like, everyone's going to be going everywhere. They will welcome you, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Um, and just be like, you. please, we want your money. Come yeah. look at the pyramids. 
They haven't changed since the pandemic. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they haven't changed in like millions, of, thousands, millions of years. They haven't changed in thousands of years. You know, they could be millions of years old. No, they couldn't. That doesn't make. Forget it. Who knows? That's going away. That's that's really dumb. <laughs> Where would you want to go? <laughs> I don't know. You know, think. Okay, I want to like this is really off topic. Like, it's interesting how we conceptually think of time. Like, the fact that we are closer to Cleopatra in time-wise than she was to the building of the Pyramids of Giza blows my mind in things of how, and, and like, in terms of how long the world's yeah, been. Yeah, that's weird. It's also, like, when you think of, I'm like, sorry. humanity and, like, how small of a blip we are compared to the rest of the world. Thank God. So I weird. don't think I could put up with this for much longer. Blows my mind. I don't mind. think the world could put up with us for much longer. <laughs> True. I mean, we did watch Jurassic Park recently, and they really cover the idea of like, man, we were so far away from these dinosaurs. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Back on topic. I know <laughs> I keep like throwing us off. Like, I don't know how much further I could wreck this. Po- not wreck it. You guys are beautiful and wonderful. <laughs> but I don't know how much further I could throw my own plans out the window. Like, I'm going to want this to be structured and shorter, and let's talk about killer clowns. Okay. I feel like one of us missed the meeting, and I was the meeting. I don't understand. Anyway, sorry. Too many jokes happening. So, now, let's go on to the recommendation. But I want you to answer my question, too. Shucks. (laughs) Um, oh, no, I was not prepared, because I kind of actually scratched that. Scratch that. I've always wanted to go to the city of Pompeii. Ooh. And it's a pretty it's a pretty morbid thing, but I would love to just like because I feel like that's the only place where you can really step into it and though everybody's kind of encased mm-hmm. in, you know, horror. I think that's probably the only place you can go to where it's like this is kind of how it was forever ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. I've been there. Toss. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, my uh my grandpa's Italian, so after I graduated high school, we like took a trip to Italy and roamed around that whole region. It is. It's ter- Pompeii is terrifying because there are just you just see encased bodies. Wow, that's cool. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, it's awesome in liter- the literal de- definition of awe-inspiring. It inspires awe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I am so jelly, but also feel so privileged that I got like opened it up so you guys can learn something new about each other. <laughs> oh my gosh. Such a beautiful moment I have witnessed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, what will be your recommendations for our listeners? I I want to go first for this one. Sounds good. And it's just because we were so cutesy. I mean, we just had this new moment of learning about each other. <laughs> oh, my God. Things are happening. But um, <laughs> my recommendation is the Netflix original series of Stranger Things. Nice. Which holds a very special place in my heart because it was Kelly and I's first date. Uh, we watched basically almost the whole first season in like two days yeah definitely oh god um yeah which was amazing but yeah if you don't know about stranger things it's really hardcore 80s nostalgia vibes uh it's a great sci-fi horror thematic show and it's a lot of like kids that are actually amazing actors which is not something you see every day the writing's really good so yeah, Stranger Things. <laughs> I love Stranger Things, and I hope you love it too, listener. <laughs> oh, I should I should probably go now, shouldn't I? Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> so mine's um uh a little different, I guess. I don't know. I, it's not cutesy and lovey dovey like mine. No. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, so I've started uh GMing more recently, which is like game game master DM, like running a tabletop game. Uh and I've realized like how nice it is to be able to do that over like Skype or Zoom or whatever. So I would highly recommend that other people try that. If you have like a group of friends that you haven't talked to in a while because of the quarantine, just all hop online. There's like so many different rule sets. Um, I think there was actually a bundle recently that was donating to Black Lives Matter if you bought it that had like a shit ton of rule sets. But if you're just like, oh, I don't want to do fantasy D&D bullshit. Um, there's like tabletop games where you can play uh, monsters in a high school and deal with oh my relationships of a ghost and a vampire dating. <laughs> um, there's uh, Powered by the Apocalypse, which is based on a tabletop game that was literally just Mad Max. And the idea was to see how fast you could get your character killed. Um, <laughs> there's like, I don't know, there's so many. There's like Mecha and... You can play Cyberpunk, which I think is being remastered now because of the the video game. So there's a lot out there. And depending on your experience with um, game mastering, you can either pick like a really easy. Oh, man, there's a <laughs> there's a there's a play set. Um, I can't remember what exactly it's called. It's like uh, Bigfoot stole my birthday cake or something. And, oh, my God. And literally the idea is. Bigfoot steals a birthday cake and then you just play based on that, whether or not your goal is to like get, get your it back. cake back or something. <laughs> uh, the McElroy has played it on um, uh, Adventure Zone. It was just like a random one-off. But uh, yeah, there's so many like easy systems to play if you just want to like dick around with your friends or extremely complicated systems if you and your friends like math. <laughs> oh God. That sounds really cool. I have personally never played and... I have no excuses for myself anymore. <laughs> I just personally haven't done it. I, I'm like all of a sudden, like, taken away by the idea of a game where it's like the the idea that you miss to see who can die the, fa- the fastest, <laughs> but everyone, but everyone's luck is like really fucking high. So it's like everyone's luck is like at 99, and you roll a dice, and you have to you have to come up with like this comedic way of how they didn't die in this situation. Yeah, and that sounds that sounds really great, fun to me. <laughs> A game of hijinks of living. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, There's probably I can guarantee that there is a system out there for that if you wanted to play oh it. Oh God. It's uh, I, I. I recommend people go check out um, Itchio, which is I T C H dot I O. I think. Uh, I've never heard it out loud. Like I've I've been there. I've gotten games from there, but I never actually heard anyone say it like, out yeah, loud. You- and I'm just living it continue say it again itchio <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> yeah sure. uh but yeah you can buy like um extremely indie games and there's like a there's an entire section for tabletop play sets um and you don't need like miniatures or anything like that so yeah i think i think that's fun i've always wanted to play the high school of monsters because i think that would be great that sounds like fun well thank you thank you thank you so much guys for joining me today. It was so awesome yes. to be able to talk to you. I still cannot believe that I've had the pleasure of actually talking and having a conversation with you guys. <laughs> like, like, do you ever get that when you're like talking to other podcasters and you're like, oh my God, they're real. Yes. <laughs> um, I feel that all the time. <laughs> oh God. 
But it's been an absolutely wonderful time. And, you know, if you want to have any shout outs or any plugs, now is the time to do it. Like, tell people where they can find your podcast. Shark can do this again. She's an expert. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Drinking and Screaming, it's a queer and feminist podcast about horror movies and cocktails. If you want to find us, we are on every podcatcher. Uh, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this episode, we are there. So go and give us a search on uh, socials. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at drink underscore scream on Facebook at drink and scream. You can email us at drinking and screaming at gmail.com. And we have a website now, which is www.drinkingandscreaming.com. That's like you'll find everything yeah. you could ever want to know about <laughs> us on that website. And there are pictures of us. Woo. Uh, you can also go to uh, youtube.com slash super hopped up for that uh, YouTube channel I talked about earlier for gaming and let's plays. Um, I'm also, I've been trying to promote this more. Um, this is one of the projects that I'm on, but I'm not involved in like the planning or anything, but uh, Shar and I are on a, a vampire, the masquerade stream called uh, Vancouver by night. And depending on when this came out, like this episode that we are currently talking to you right now on, uh, we either are going to have already had or plans fell through and Matt Mercer was not on our stream. Uh, <laughs> but we got Matt Mercer, who's like a really famous um, tabletop DM. Yeah. And he has agreed to do a charity stream to raise money for uh, queer and uh, uh, women against violence against women organization. Which so, is on June 26th yes. at 8 p.m. Vancouver time. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So it's either happened already, is going to happen, or plans fell through. <laughs> Yay. Mm. Woo. Thank you, guys. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye.